You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. They're an arrogant, ingrown, close-knit brotherhood like the Mafia. They're the product of a sick society. To hell with tomorrow. Their bag is today. Their bag is right now. now, 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 now. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Oh, the hair on my neck just (laughs) straight up. With Ben Higgins. Thank God all these bottles I popped. All this paper I've been getting. All these models I popped. Stephen Woods. It's my job to pull that demon out of Ben Higgins. And I will do it. And Paul Reindel. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ben and Woods. Oh, I do. On 97.3 The Fan. Get our uh, heads right best we can. Today is Thursday. Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. We are uh, broadcasting live still from the uh, Peoria Sports Complex out here in Peoria, Arizona. Me and Paulie are uh, out here for Fantasy Camp, as you know. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Reindel. He's our executive producer. Good morning, Paulie. Good morning. Back in the uh, Odyssey Empire studio running the controls today are uh, pal Frank Marchese, a.k.a. Italian Paul. He's like Paul but Italian, who our own Paul is also <laughs> Italian as well. And then uh, I know he likes this, batting cleanup for the Ben and Woods program, bum, Benjamin bum, Higgins. Bum, 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 Good morning, Benny. Bum, bum. Good morning. My instincts say as a morning radio show host, I need to fake the energy I don't feel right now. I am yeah. so tired this morning. Your I guest. mean, so tired today. And I don't know exactly why that is. I, part of it was I stayed up. All the way through last night with the late Aztecs game, watching it and then working until the end. And I got up this morning. It's like, no, 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 it can't be time yet. I am. Um, well, let's 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 power through this. We're going to make it. We only got four hours. We can do this. We can do this. A little coffee. A little. I see Woods and Paul out there in Arizona. You can pull me through today. 
Oh, good. Because <laughs> I was just going to tell you that I feel like death as well. So that should be a really fun, energetic, lively uh, show with just loads and loads and loads of uh, sports content to talk about here. Um, hey, yeah. we're real people, too. We are people who get tired just like you do out there. We're not yeah. superhumans. I'm more sore than tired, uh, I think, but I'm, I'm... I'm very well rested. I'm just sore. Yeah, we're just sore. We just got banged up yesterday. <laughs> yesterday sucked. Baseball sucks. It's really stupid, and I'd really <laughs> rather never talk about uh, it ever again uh, if I didn't have to for a living, so... Um, yeah, it was not a good day yesterday whatsoever. Been a weird, the, the vibes are weird. Um, we had a guy had to get taken to the emergency room last night. Our beloved. Our beloved Bill Burke was, uh, got hurt on the field, thought he was okay, came off the field, knee swelled up to like this big, and you guys can't see this because we're on the radio, but it, I mean, wide. And we walked in the trainer's room after, and he looked like a ghost. All the blood had drained from his entire face. He looked like a corpse. And he was sitting there, and we're like, oh, crap, dude, you okay? And he's like, I can't talk right now. I'm dizzy. He's from New York. And he, I was like, all right, I'll leave you alone, Berkey. You know, do your thing. So we go back to the hotel, and uh, I'm going to run downstairs and, and get s- some food. And I see a lot of the guys from camp. They're like, dude, they just took Berkey away in an ambulance. I'm like, <laughs> an ambulance? I'm like, what? You're kidding. Here he is right here, our beloved Bill Burke. And, uh, yeah, man, he had, uh, he had jacked his knee up pretty good, and they were fearing, like, a torn – something was torn. Um, throw this headset yeah, throw on that Berkey. headset on Berkey, and then this guy was don't, in the don't curse, don't curse. Uh, he was in the ER till three thirty this morning, and he walked in at six o'clock. I said, "What are you doing here?" I'm here to be with my boys. There he is, Bill yeah, Burke. Everybody, Holy <laughs> and Woodsy, my best teammates. Look man. at that. How you doing, man? buddy? Good, good. I'm, I'm feeling better. Okay, so you took a hard slide into second base yep. in like the third inning. Yeah, you played second inning. second inning. You played the rest of the game. Got two more hits. Got two more hits. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Ran down a fly ball and right. Everything, everything seemed fine from our point of view. You were introducing us to your friends after the yeah. game. Like it was great. And then we get back here and we go to the trainer's room. It looked like you got shot. Yeah. <laughs> I had a sleeve over my knee, and then they cut it. You know, cut it away, and then all it just swelled up. It just up. went boom, and so it hits all these nerves and. You know, it's protecting, you know, the blood's protecting the knee and everything. So Now, this guy is as tough as nails. You were a cop in New York City. Yes, sir. Yeah. And still a cop in New York City? No. No, oh, he's Re- a scout. Retired. I work for the Padres now. And he's a scout, Benny, uh, up in the uh, up in the Northeast, which is pretty cool. He's telling us about some guys that uh, that he goes and scouts. And, you know, it's such an interesting, interesting profession. How did you get that gig? Was it through here? Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, and ironically, you rarely scout for your favorite team. So during COVID, I went to scout school online, uh, sports management worldwide, which is an awesome school. Yeah. They train people for front-end scouting jobs in soccer, hockey, football, basketball, baseball. And um, it was difficult. It was like grad school again. Yeah. And uh, only 16 out of 35 graduated. Wow. And then I contacted everybody in Major League Baseball. And I got four responses, and um, a great dude who's my boss, John McNamara, shout him out. He contacted me, and after a few months, we went back and forth, and he said, you want to come on? Now, now you ready. born and raised in New York, uh, Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. Bronx and New, New How'd Jersey. you become a Padres fan again? 20, 2003. I was in um, L.A. With, uh, for a wedding with my wife, uh, who's since passed on, and miss her a lot. We went down to L.A., to see, I mean, we're in L.A. We drove down the coast, San Diego. Yeah. Never been there before. Went to Qualcomm. 
the game was on the line. I said to the kid in front of me, I was like, don't you guys have a closer? He goes, Trevor's hurt. And I said, oh, yeah, that's right. Trevor's your closer. And I just followed them the rest of that summer. And that was I, it. I'd given up on the Yankees. Yeah. And uh, so 20 years later, I started coming to these camps in 2019. Yeah. And the uh, rest is history. And I got a, you guys as teammates. And he's a, he's a lunatic Padres fan. It's phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> he listens to our show uh, in New York. It's great. Well, Berkey, we're glad you're feeling better. Thanks, guys. We'll try to get a, uh, get a dub for you today, and we're going to play extra hard in your honor. But, uh, yeah, we have not had a good run so far here at, at Fantasy Camp, Benny. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad he's back and he's okay. I've never heard a story about someone where the 2003 Padres convinced someone to be a fan of the team. <laughs> that, is, that is not a usual story, but uh, they did have Rod Beck Shooter who came in for Trevor uh, that year. Burke, he's he was not very a usual guy. Yeah, I know, he's, he's, a, not a, he's not a, he's not a, oh, yeah, he's not a normal guy. You know, I, I love that 1998 team. Or you know, I got into the, the mid-2000s when they made that playoff run with Adrian Gonzalez. 2003, though. Sorry. Was not a good season for the San Diego Padres. No. Was, uh, well, I picked my spots, Ben. You know, I've just picked my spot. There was nobody becoming a fan, so it was easy for me to get in on the, yeah, yeah. the Padre train. Floor. Yeah, I got in on the ground floor, invested, and now the dividends are paying off. Fantastic. That's awesome. Fantastic. Man. That's well, awesome. Well, so, well Berkey's one of better, our favorite yeah. guys. He's one of our favorite guys out here. Look forward to seeing him every year, and he's uh, he is truly, truly one in a million. Uh, keep up the good work. Go get some. Go sit. I'll be on the get, bench today. He'll be on the I'll bench. Be Unbelievable. Get some rest. We Thanks, love guys. you. Take See care you. of yourself. Take care, Benny. He's, uh, Thanks, Bill. We've told, the, we've told the story of Berkey before, uh, Ben. He's the guy where he, when you're you know, off the, off the field, he's the, the nicest guy. Like the be- you can tell, the, the best guy, biggest cuddly heart. Cuddly teddy bear. Cuddly teddy bear. You get on the field, and he's like, you, you I almost did it again. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid, hey, you mother. stupid mother. If he, if he throws inside at me one more time, I'm going to take this bet. I'm going to jam it right up his ass. It's, it's like playing with dice. My favorite story of fantasy camp maybe was three years ago. We were here. Tony Gwynn Jr. showed up halfway through camp. Yep. We're telling him, dude, this guy's a lunatic. And he goes, no way. I was just talking to him. Like, he's nicest the nicest guy, guy ever. in the world. We're like, no, no, no. Just, just watch. And we're sitting in the front row of the, Sp- the Peoria Sports Complex watching the game being played. <laughs> and somebody hits Berkey on the ribs. And we go, Tony, watch, watch. And he just slams the bat down and takes the slowest jog to first base. And the whole time, he's, eyeballing he's just MFing this guy. Like, don't you, you throw inside on me, you stupid mother. Have you waking up in the Hudson River? And Tony is, like, laying in the aisle just crying He's laughing. the best, dude. He's the best, man. We've been playing – We've been playing without him. We've been playing out here with him forever, and I mean, you hear it. As you wake always. up with the fishes, bro. Let me tell you. And again, like this is a New York City cop. Yesterday, after the game ends, we're in the dugout, and uh, two, three little kids walk in uh, with their mom. And Berkey's leading them in. He's like, "Hey, this is uh, these are dear, dear friends of mine." And I said, "Okay, nice to meet you guys." And he said, "Yeah, I moved out, um, moved out to New York with their dad to be a cop, and unfortunately, he died of cancer." So I take care of them now. These are my people. I mean, I got tears in my eyes, man. He is just the the salt of the earth uh, human being, and you know this whole this whole place is made up of, of good guys like that. Now we're we're not the most fleet of foot. Uh, we, are, we don't have the most velo. We don't have the most exit velo. Uh, but man, there's a lot of heart out here, and a lot of guys that are having a blast. Well, this is the good stuff. The friends you made along the way, because I know I got a, a couple of texts from Woodsy yesterday where he was not. 
all that pleased with his on-field performance yesterday during fantasy camp. I, I, I felt like I was talking you off the ledge yesterday, man. That uh, yeah, it felt like you, you were let very your team nice. down. You were very nice. I had a, I had, you know, I, I won player of the game on the first day, and I was feeling good. I felt really good taking the field for yesterday's games, and <clears throat> that'll be good in your arbitration uh, hearings. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I, I honestly can't remember a, a game I played as poorly as the first game yesterday, where like, and I was bad for much of little league. Uh, but I mean, I, as my, I got my first strikeout at fantasy camp. It's never happened before. Guy struck me out to end the game with the tying run, Paulie, on second, uh, two outs. I had a three-run lead, choked that away uh, on the mound. Just couldn't throw a strike, walking guys, booting balls at short. It was it was terrible. I, I probably – what was the final score? You had a four-run lead. We lost uh, – had a four-run lead. It was 11-7. <laughs> they, they have a five-inning max per inning. Yeah. So then we went down 12-11. to 11. And, yeah, we stranded the uh, tying run. I stranded the tying run on second. Yeah, we both did. Uh, We stranded the tying run on second base. It was was not a game to remember. I mean, I booted an easy grounder, uh, threw threw two balls away uh, down to first. Um, You know, like I said, Cade with the tying run on second. uh, Choked away a a four or five run lead, whatever. Uh, Couldn't throw a strike. I mean, it was just, it's the loneliest, loneliest feeling when you're on the mound and you're like, I've got nothing. Fastball doesn't work. Changeup doesn't work. Slider doesn't work. Curveball doesn't work. Can't throw anything for a strike. Everyone's, you know, rousing you, and you're like, okay, this is, uh, this is, this is not good. So I, I was legitimately, legitimately pissed uh, when the game was over. We played another game later. I played okay in that one. Um, but, you know, after that, after that debacle, we're still we haven't won a game yet. So we're we're the only team to not win a game. It's not it's not been fun. Boy, you guys uh, are going to be worn out at the end of this week after tomorrow, and then uh, it wraps up tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's the last day camp. Yeah, tomorrow's yeah, the last gonna, day. We got a doubleheader today. Yep, another doubleheader. And then I'm assuming we'll be playing in the early game. Yeah, tomorrow. the early game will be is it's the moron game. It's the the two worst teams have to play, which I'm willing to just forfeit it. Uh, at this point, because what are we playing for? Fifth place? Well, so. heading into yesterday, we had an 11-man roster to start. We had yeah. two guys that were down. Yeah, now we have Berkey's out. And now out. Berkey's out. So, so I don't eight, even know eight what man we're roster. Yeah, it's been, it's been cool. It's been really fun. But. Can Nick Hunley or Brett Boone play for us? Seriously, <laughs> seriously. But, uh, no, it was awful, Benny. I, I you know, uh, I don't know what to say. It, it's a lonely feeling walking in that clubhouse knowing you cost your team uh, what should have been a pretty easy win. So, not my finest day, but uh, we've got a doubleheader today to make up for, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play really hard and see what happens. We've also got uh, more special guests stopping by, some of yeah. the camp coaches and counselors, including, Polly just mentioned, Nick Hundley, uh, going to be with us here at the bottom of the hour, former Padres catcher, draft pick from what a, 2005. What a guy. Really one of the nicest what guys a, I've met oh, covering Oh, is he nice? Covering is he nice? Yeah. Do you think he's nice? Because yeah. that's funny that you think he's nice. I'll say it right here. Nick Hundley is a giant a-hole. He's a giant, <laughs> giant a-hole. Yeah, get and him was, on the field. And was, holy yeah, get crap. him on the field. He's an a-hole. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, he's also a spy. He works for the Texas yeah. Rangers. Spy. <laughs> All right, we will uh, we will take our first time out here. It's uh, daily Diddy selection time coming up. Uh, who, let's see who's up this week. Back to my, the my back pick. to Woodsy, who started yep. out the theme. No, uh, Paulie had the theme this week. Woodsy's first yep. choice of uh, songs that appeared in television commercials. So uh, we'll get that when we come back, and then Nick Hunley will join us. Uh, we'll talk some more Padres. Get into that. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it last night, but. Uh, 
a pretty uh, entertaining and stressful Aztecs game uh, in Colorado State last night in Fort I saw Collins. Saw the score this went, morning. Went when to I woke overtime up. and. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a nail biter all the way through for Aztecs fans. Saw the fans. opening tip. Saw, watched the opening tip. I didn't and fell make it to the first commercial break. <laughs> We're you, very tired. You missed quite a bit. I will. Uh, I'll fill everybody in coming up as well. So we'll get into it. So we got Italian Paul and Ben in San Diego. We got Paul and Woodsy out in Arizona. We'll get our first check of traffic from Kelly, and then off we go on a Thursday. Glad to have you with us, Tier Ones. It's Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven three, the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Remember this one, Benny? It's not coming to me, but the uh, nineteen ninety nine. Volkswagen, the Volkswagen uh, commercials. Farfrick Nugent. Farfrick Nugent. <laughs> now, this is uh, Nick Drake, Pink Moon, one of the most uh, mysterious musicians, I think, of all time. Um, died at the age of 26 uh, in England, and there's no known video footage of him. Uh, there's a few pictures from his childhood. Very, very mysterious, but a huge influence on bands like The Cure, um, and just a really kind of weird, mystical person. Um, but a... That's crazy. I mean, we just lost Woodsy for a second. No known video footage of a person who lived almost to the 21st century. I, I guess when we grew up, I mean, my, my parents, I don't think we had a video camera. So not everybody was on camera as much as they are today. If you live in the 21st century now, there's like no way there's not tons of video of you all over the place. Camera, iPhones, security camera, ring. I mean, there's there's video of everything everywhere. YouTube, it's all stored and documented and uh, Instagrammed all over the place. 
but you could yeah, it's actually, hard to be mysterious these days. Yeah, you could actually live in the 1900s, and there'd be no video of you whatsoever. Yeah, it's uh, it's very, very, uh, it's a very cool and interesting story. And the, the entire record, that's the song that was on the uh, commercial, but the entire record, uh, Pink Moon, is like, it's haunting. It's very, very haunting and weird, especially knowing, um, you know, his, his background and, and just kind of, he was really well-known, but he wasn't well-known until he was long gone, which is very it's a very strange career to have, certainly. So it's like somebody stumbling onto this show in 50 years and be like, well, this is the best thing that's ever happened. It's very weird. That's very what weird they, you know, all those about. artists from the, uh, you know, the Impressionist period, they all yeah. say, yeah, they, were none of, they weren't famous when they were alive, at least most of them. They were poor. Them. They were poor yeah. and unknown, and, you know, the paintings were discovered long after their death, and wonder how surprised they'd be to find out that like everyone in the world knows the name Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, for something sure. like that, you know, just because at the time they didn't have any success or, you know, leave any legacy they thought and now they end up being, you know, one of the more famous people in history in, in terms of art. Yeah, so Ch- if you want to go down a uh, fun rabbit hole, Nick Drake is a pretty good one. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a fun uh fun night at the uh, at the old arena last night for Aztecs fans to watch uh, then play at Colorado State. So you guys kind of checked out fairly early last night after a long day of baseball. Oh yeah, I mean it was. I was out by by eight fifteen, eight thirty. We're an hour ahead, so the game started about eight thirty. Eight thirty. Yeah, it's true. It didn't oh, start yeah. until uh, seven forty-five here after the uh, the previous game had run long. So yeah, eight forty-five in Arizona. I I get that, and uh, they they didn't get off to a great start. They were down, um, you know, early. They could not stop Colorado State from scoring. Just tons of easy layups. I was wondering what happened to the vaunted San Diego State defense. And, and then they started playing a little better defensively. Then the offense disappeared. They went nine and a half minutes without a basket, uh, running oh. from the end of the first half through the start of the second half. Like 420 left in the first half through about five minutes of the second half. Not one single field goal. I think they made like four free throws in that entire period of time. But they also kind of kept it at least somewhat close they were down nine to colorado state and you know then they kind of battled back played pretty well down the stretch they erased the deficit with some steals ended up going up six with less than two minutes to go and you're feeling like all right they got this one but of course it's san diego state they've never got it they blow a six-point lead you know at the end matt bradley misses a free throw he was having a terrible game uh, for most of the game, didn't even have a point uh, for the first 30 minutes. Wow! I uh, didn't have a basket for the first 37 minutes, but misses a free throw. They come down. Uh, Colorado State ties it with five seconds left, and then they go to overtime. And then overtime starts, and it's a completely different game. San Diego State <laughs> cannot miss. I mean, they're going back and forth. It, they scored 17 points in the overtime period. Bradley's hitting threes. Uh, Lamont Butler hits threes. Micah Parrish hits a three. They are they look like the best team in college basketball uh, for like four and a half minutes of overtime and end up going on to an 82-76 win at Colorado State. Uh, you know, there's no ugly road wins in the Mountain West. That one was aesthetically challenging, I guess I'll call it, but anytime you get a win on the road in that conference, especially at altitude, it was the whiteout night for those Colorado State fans, so... You know, they were going crazy trying to, to, you know, pull off an upset. So it's good you get away with a victory. But at times, it just looks it looks so rough for San Diego State. I mean, I was looking like, is there like a virus running through this team? It, I mean, it's not the, these are not the same guys I'm used to watching on the basketball court. And then at the end, 
they look like a you know a Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight type team over overtime. I I just don't I don't get San Diego State basketball sometimes. Uh, they're con- they're what five and one in conference right now. They're four four and zero yeah. on the road. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, they're uh, tied with Boise State at five and one for first place. And uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's they're they're where they should be pr- pretty much at this point in the season. It's just. I have no idea from minute to minute which team is going to show up. Is it the good defensive team? Is it the team that gives up you know, a bunch of lay, you know, uncontested layups in the first half, just blowing right by the defense? You don't see that uh, at San Diego State very often. It's, it was shocking. And, and then it looked like the, the old Aztecs where they couldn't score, but they wouldn't give up any points for long stretches. Very confusing, but they did walk away with the victory and uh, now tied for first place again in the Mountain West. They got Air Force on saturday interestingly enough this is the strategy so because of the altitude they they chartered back after the game they flew back from colorado just so they can fly back tomorrow to colorado springs to play air force but they don't want to stay too long in the thin air because they feel like it's not good for their bodies to to be out there for five or six days it'll start taking more of an effect so get back to sea level practice twice and then fly back uh, tomorrow to face uh, Air Force on Saturday. That's and wild. Two road wins. I know it's crazy. I would have. I would have thought the other. I would have thought let's Acclimate. get out there, get acclimated, and and, and, then, and then we'll so just... yeah. I guess they've determined over the years that that if the first day you're there, so like the first twenty four to thirty six hours, your your body's okay. But like days two through four is when it really hits you on altitude so you never want to stay there for too long so yeah they come back for a, a quick refreshment at sea level and then head right back out to to colorado for another road game on saturday kind of weird kind of expensive if you're jd wicker in the athletic department <laughs> y'all but... can't be flying everywhere god dang. <laughs> back and forth y'all want to do what that's what y'all they, won't fly back? That's what they do. Uh, so, All right, let's... Um, y'all think you are, Ben Higgins? Yeah, y'all think Ben Higgins? <laughs> all right, let's, um, let's uh, take a break. we got Nick Hundley going to join us at Padres Fantasy Camp here at the bottom of the hour, and uh, uh, that will be fun. I haven't talked to Nick in a while. He's got a job with the Texas Rangers now. Yep, he does. But uh, he was always one of my favorites to cover back in the day when he was he with the San Diego character. Padres. He's a character. I, now, so he was really, he was always he's such a nice guy. kind of quiet, nice yeah. guy. Yeah, no, he's a monster. All he's right. an absolute I, I, monster. I want to see this side of Nick Hundley. We'll get to that coming up with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This hour 97 through the fan is brought to you by Pfizer when temperatures drop and they have dropped today. COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast. Even if your symptoms feel mild, ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit treatcovid19.com. All right, let's get right to it. I see Woods and Paul have a, uh, a special guest sitting alongside them at Padres Fantasy Camp in Peoria. Guys. Yeah, we do. We got uh, former Padres catcher Nick Hundley, now special assistant to the GM of the Texas Rangers, one of the probably the most talked about teams in the offseason, uh, the Texas Rangers making moves. How are you, man? Great. Good to see you guys again. Good to have you again. Uh, ben is under the false impression that you're this really nice, quiet guy. <laughs> and I said, oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Get him between the lines and uh, managing a ball club. It's a different story. Uh, we played against you guys yesterday. We lost, of course, because that's what we do. We are literally the team to beat. We are the best at losing. We're the best at losing uh, here at Fantasy <laughs> Camp. Uh, but, Nick, you know, watching you out there yesterday, I'm sitting there going, "Why? so why are you in the front office now? Why aren't you down on the field doing instructs and coaching and bench coaching? What's what's the story there? Um, you know, the, the front office side has been awesome. Has I've it? I've really, really enjoyed learning. Um you know, being on field for, for my whole career, yeah. it's great to get a different perspective, see all the moving parts, what goes in on, you know, thankfully with the Rangers and, and CY and our ownership, um, they give us a lot of latitude. We have the opportunity to talk about every single player in the league. You know, you get to sign players like Jacob DeGrom, the best pitcher in the world. It's amazing. We can go and talk about everybody. So it's a really, really cool uh, experience. But at the same time, it's fun to be out there and talk trash to you guys. Yeah, it was. You did talk a lot of trash uh, (laughs) yesterday. Uh, You and I had a conversation uh, off air about CY. Chris Young, of course, former Padres uh, pitcher. And and I'll say it, man, one of the probably the top three smartest guys in the game of baseball. He's just a smart guy. He He's a presence. Uh, we said it years ago on our show. It wouldn't surprise us if CY is running the league, uh, you know, running the running the entire thing someday. Um, tell us about working with him on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I think I learned early. He When I was catching him yeah. um, coming up, he taught me a lot about preparation and what it meant to be a big leaguer and what it meant to go about your daily process in a, in a high level. Um, and I was really fortunate to be around him there. And, you know, he takes that into everything. So he's a, he's one of those guys that is, will be successful in whatever he uh, whenever he does. Um, and he's, like, fiercely competitive, too. I can tell you some stories of him just getting after it um, and how, how fierce and how fiery he is. And, uh, you know, when he's not playing and when he's not competing, he's hanging out just like this. Nicest really, guy. Nicest guy in the world. <laughs> but you put him on the mound, you put him between the lines, and his game on. You're all lunatics. Every yeah. single one of you guys <laughs> no is an absolute lunatic. There's yeah. no question. Betty? You know, obviously bringing Bruce Bochy back to the organization. Now, you didn't actually get to play for Bochy on the big league level, right? When you were coming up there at the Peoria Sports Complex, he was manager for a couple of years. But by the time you got to the big leagues, you played for Bud Black. But I thought it was interesting what CY said that this wasn't just because of their relationship, that he really felt like Boach was the right manager uh, for the Texas Rangers right now with what they're trying to do. Yeah, for sure. I, I was, uh, yeah, I missed Boach in San Diego, but then I played for him in, for two years in San Fran. So I got to play for Boach for uh, for uh, two full years, which is amazing. 
Um, and I think CY cast a really good vision for Boach and then delivered on it. You know, we went out and talked to, and we, we hired Mike Maddox um, as well, unbelievable pitching coach, and those types of people, and then Will Venable as well, um, bringing those types of people into the organization and building uh, building it out um, and then delivering on what you say you're going to deliver on. Um, it was a really, really good offseason. Talking to uh, former Padres catcher Nick Hunley uh, here on Ben and Woods this morning, and, and don't take this as an insult. I don't know how to... I don't know how to look at the Texas Rangers and what they've done. Obviously, you see there's improvements. Yeah, there's going to be improvements. You look at that division, and you look at, at what Houston's been doing. They're, they're, they're kind of the gold standard. You know, a lot of people talk about the Dodgers and, and this, that, but when it counts, you know, the, the Houston Astros have really been the gold standard for the last few years on how they do things. I, I said it a few weeks ago. If the Rangers were not 105 games, it wouldn't surprise me. If they lost you know 90 games it wouldn't surprise me either i just don't know how to how to market what is the the feel for you guys in the organization yeah the feel is we have a lot of a lot of talented players and we have a lot of talented coaching um and we have a talent front office so we're excited to roll let I mean, the, let the chips fall where yeah, they nothing, may and that's the thing like the nothing the game owes you nothing nothing is guaranteed you can go out and prognosticate um, say, hey, we want to win X, Y, Z. But at the end of the day, it's about going out and doing it every day. And obviously the, the Astros have done an amazing job of doing it. And, uh, you know, the depth that they have, it just keeps coming. You know, well, they've you, done a great job. You saw in the World Series, I mean, yeah. you know, other teams are running out of, of starting pitching, and they're like, well, we've got seven starting pitchers, so we yeah. can throw anybody anytime we want. It's yeah. it's truly remarkable. I feel um, like it's Padre Fantasy Camp. Like, your team's running out of pitching. We have plenty of pitching. Yeah, you have plenty you know, of pitching. We have arms for days, you know, because we drafted arms. So we could play two today, full arm, and be ready to roll. So, you know. I don't even know who to compare us to. I, I mean, we're, we're just you – know, we have a guy on our team. He's 75 years old. And for some reason, my managers uh, insist on letting him run in, in key <laughs> situations. Just let him run. He's 75 years old. I'm like, you know you can pinch run. You can move – do guys? I don't want to tell those guys how to do their job, though. That's yeah. fine. So low great. and mud. Yeah, hey, low and mud. Yeah. You're, you're terrible, hey, man. You know what? Worst managers. Yeah, this They're is the worst. Managers. Managers. You know, they don't take it seriously. Are they on the hot seat? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Oh, they are They're on the hot, hot seat. seat. Yeah. They're on the hot seat. Yeah, they we lose that. our third game and. Mud just, or, uh, Loretta goes, well, if you got any drugs to use, now would be a good time to use them. <laughs> Mud, you got anything to say? Mud goes, nope. Nah. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Mud shut it down in the second inning yesterday when we were playing you guys. He really did. We played seven innings. He did. By the second, he, he was sleeping over there. Yep, he was. I've had, I've had half your team come and ask for a trade to our team. <laughs> Mud shows up about two minutes before first pitch. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's probably time for the organization to make a change. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you miss most about playing? Um, the competition. Um, testing your skills against the best people in the world, best players in the world every single day um, is an awesome adrenaline rush. And so that competition I miss. And then hanging out with the guys on the plane and playing cards, stuff yeah. like that, it's awesome. The locker room and, and all that stuff. Uh, one, of our, uh, one of our listeners, Alex, said, all right, you got to ask Nick Conley to talk you through, which is probably a player's favorite thing to do. Yeah. Talk us through your 16th inning walk-off home run against the Reds, yes. uh, 2009. You said it's the content we all need. Okay, so – about the seventh inning, Kevin Kuzminoff comes up and he comes off and I say, "Hey, Nick Lachey's here." And this is when Nick Lachey and Jessica, Nick Simpson, Je- <laughs> Jessica Simpson are hanging out. So he's sitting right behind the dugout or right behind the on deck circle. Yeah. So I come up in the bottom of the ninth and he's sitting with his boys. He's a big Reds fan, huge Reds fan. So they're playing the Reds, and he's like, "I'm talking trash." I'm like, that's my favorite thing in the world. You love talk to talk I trash. Do. So Nick Lachey's sitting right there. I say, "Nick, you guys ready to go home? I'm going deep." 
It's over. They're going nuts. I strike out. So they're, they going, <laughs> they're going They're all over me. I come up in the 11th. Again, hey, boys, they're still there. There's like six of them. It's over. I'm going deep. I strike out again. Oh my I have God. to walk back right in front of them every time I strike out. So come up in the 14th, say the same thing. They walk me. Intentional walk, and they're going nuts. 16th inning, I'm like, all right. They're still there. It was unbelievable. I was like, this is the day I became best friends with Nick Lachey. Then uh, I'm like, guys, done. Walk off Homer, and in the pile we jump and pile it on, and yeah. we end up right next to on Dexter right on Nick Lachey, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, let's go. <laughs> Fourth time's the charm. Fourth time. I can say I'm going deep as many times as I want. It's great. As long as you do it, it but, doesn't matter. But, yeah. I'm going to try that today. I'm yeah, gonna just try keep that. saying. Just keep <laughs> telling yourself keep that. Keep telling myself I'm going to do something happen. good. Yeah, so – and then Micah Owings was pitching, and who a former pod, and I was so tired. He threw a fastball like right by me, and I swung like I'm swinging underwater. And then thankfully he hung me a slider and I hit it out. Did you catch the whole game? That yeah, I caught the whole game. Sixteen inning <laughs> game. Uh, I was talking to to Riley Westman uh, the other day about about the catching position, and it, it is certainly I think it's the most fascinating uh, position in baseball. You know, it really is because. It's really the only position where you have you're you're relied everywhere for your offense and defense certainly, um, but the catching position you, you you know a lot of guys call a game, they got to work with the pitchers the right way. They, you need to be in sync and all of that. And and for you, uh, was it nerve wracking when you first came up trying to manage all of that and just how difficult is it? Yeah, I mean when I came up it was Cy, Randy Wolf. Jake Peavy, Greg Maddox. You better have your ass together. You better not mess this up, you know? It's not like we have a bunch of young guys that I've jacked it up for before in the minor leagues. Come up with, yeah. Yeah, you have like, uh, yeah, those. But yeah, I think the first, my first, maybe my second or third game, I caught Greg Maddox. Good God. Really, this is what's going on? And he was really specific on how he wanted me to set up and not move. Of course he was. So I'm just sitting back there like, okay, don't screw it up. Like, okay. Perfect. Well, then so you get through the inning, and then you got to grab a bat, and then you got to go out and hit major league pitching too. You got to yeah. contribute there. Uh, you got to contribute with preparation. You got to know the hitter. I mean, it's it's really involved. It's a really involved thing. It takes a lot of work. Yeah, that part. That's the part I missed too. Is the strategy of it, like going in there and figuring out how to get the best hitters. Like trying to get Mike Trout out four times today is a monumental task. So figuring out different ways with different guys, and then guess what? You got to play him again the next day. Who's the uh, Who's the biggest loon you ever played with? Like pitcher, like the the guy where you're like, all right, bro, like you got you're you need to dial it in. Like he was yeah. just kind of all over the place. It was, or, it was the, Heath Bell, wasn't it? The, the, no. the toughest guys, to, maybe not tough to work with, but just like you never knew what you were going to get. You know what? One of my favorite guys that would come in was a former pod, Dale Thayer. Dale Thayer. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, he would like chew this military grade chewing gum that was supposed to like snipers just supposed to keep you up for like three days. And he would pop like six of them before he came oh my in, God. and his eyes would be so red. And you're like, dude, take a breath. Just relax. Heart, I feel like his heart, his heart was, was about to explode. explode. <laughs> and you're like, you're talking to him. He's like, <laughs> what is going on? He, did he have a big hook? Was he, did he have a big a hammer slider? Just through like like the short righty that just yeah. gas at the top gas. of the zone. That's oh, right. So like Nick funny. Martinez with his dry shot of energy powder that yeah. he chews on before the game. We're talking to Nick Hundley. At Padres Fantasy Camp. I wanted to ask you, Nick, I don't know if you saw the Padres uh, international signing, the catcher, Ethan Salas from Venezuela. Yeah. Uh, now, you were a second-round draft pick. That that gives you at least some, you know, like, okay, the organization's invested something in me. They're going to give me some time. Can you imagine, though, being the guy, you know, the, the number one 
16-year-old prospect, internationally ranked number one as a catcher. Now, we can't expect to see him on the big league level for, you know, several years at the catching yeah, position. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's probably a lot of weight to put on your shoulders at the age of 16. Yeah, so I was in the Dominican a couple months ago, like in November, watching our our new signings, and it's amazing the, the level of competition going on down there. We signed a, a kid from uh, from the Bahamas, a big prospect too. So it's it's fun to see those kids, but at the same time, yeah, you're 16 years old. You know, you don't know what's going to happen and where you're going to be in, in five, six years. So um, it's, a, it's an amazing crapshoot for sure. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's fun to see those guys. And um, it's not like the NFL or NBA. You pay somebody $6 million in they're the playing. NFL, they're starting the next day. So um, that's the, the harder part with baseball and the fans and things like that, the, the patience that you have to have, and um, which isn't my strong suit and probably not society's strong suit at this, this point either. But it, that's the, the process for sure. Speaking of the Dominican, I saw Jorge Alfaro was named the most valuable player of the Dominican series uh, that they their team won last night. So, Smashing, man. Uh, you know, we, we had fun with him last season and all of his walk-offs for the San Diego Padres with your, your walk-off story as well. That guy had some flow, though. I mean, he was a significant story uh, for the Padres last season, even though uh, they didn't keep him around for another year. Yeah, Jorge's had a really good career, like sneaky good career, um, big prospect coming up. So I think he signed, he signed with Boston. Boston, maybe? yeah. Boston, yeah. Yeah, he'll do a good job. Um, it's tough as as the as the uh, the metrics and all that stuff get, get involved. Um, I think sometimes people lose a little bit of sight of production because um, I think he can do a really good job. He's a, he's a big league catcher for sure. Let me ask you this, the uh, the, the talk about the automate, automated strike zone yeah. coming in. Um we're working with a 1-1 one, one count out here. You know, everybody comes up 1-1. One one. It's not great uh, when you're hitting. It's kind of fun when you're pitching, except if you're mean, you can't throw a strike. <laughs> it sucks because you have one extra ball. Uh, but for you, a, a guy that dedicated his life to catching and learning the craft and where to be and how to be shifty and where to put the glove and yeah. how to steal a strike or two or whatever, um, you in favor of the automa- automated strike zone? Because you had to hit, too. Yeah, no, I hate it. You um, hate it. I hate it. Uh, I think, and for me, my career would have helped me because I wasn't the most. Um, I was always lower in the ratings of, of pitch framing metrics. Sure. That was not one of my strong suits. So um, it would have helped me in my career. But I think the way that the umpires are graded so heavily now, like they're doing a really good job. It's not. I think you're fixing a problem that really doesn't totally exist yeah guys will miss pitches sure every now and then but that's part of the game like the anticipation when a fan comes to the game they anticipate action right the anticipation of that action sometimes is greater than that event actually occurring so now you've taken away any arguments on the bases you're going to take away any arguments any interaction between players and staff and, and umpires and stuff like that and then if you look at tv like the box that the padres put up it's going to be different than the box that the rangers put up which is different than the box that the cardinals put up so how do you know what strikes on? They should put up a uniform box on these broadcasts, which you can put a man on the moon, you can put a man on the like you can put uniform box, umpire boxes yeah. and say, hey, this is what the umpires are graded on. Like, this is how it's done. And you see some of these younger guys coming up are, sh- like, getting every pitch right. It's yeah. unbelievable. These yeah. guys are, and some of the, you know, some of the guys have been using this system consistently for years. They're shooting 98, 99%. You, I mean, Doug Eddings, though, you, you, you watch a couple games, some of the Pottery games, you're like, bro, and I get it. It's a 98-mile-an-hour sinker. It's never been seen before, whatever. I, I couldn't do it in a million years, but I'm not paid to do it. Yeah. I'm not paid to do it. And you watch some of these games, and you're like, you're, you're killing us. You're literally, you're <laughs> killing us. You're ripping my soul. If there's technology, and if they can get it right, don't you want to get it right? And now you're the front office. Like you, don't you want to yeah. get it right, right? 
Do you yeah. think? And do you think they can? Do you think there's a way to get every call right? No, I don't think there's a. Okay. I mean, maybe if you. Yeah, we haven't ABS, seen it yet. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's. You know, I think it's going to be hard. And I think people think, oh, it's going to help the offense. I think it's going to go the other way. I think it'll help the pitching too. Yeah, because you talk, do, throw these top corner pitches yes. that don't get called yes. that nobody can hit. Yep. And all of a sudden, in the like, spinners okay, that catch a, catch yeah, a corner. Yeah, that's a. I have to swing at that. I got to swing at that. That's a strike. Yeah. So, you know, there'll be a learning curve. There'll be adjustment period. And guys are so good and athletic and and able to adjust. They'll figure it out. But yeah, I don't like it. Well, man, this was uh, this is an awesome, awesome interview. I appreciate uh, appreciate you letting us ruin your image of uh, a nice guy and, <laughs> yeah, and all that. I love that Nick Lachey story, though. That was fantastic. That was fantastic. Don't believe the hype. Yeah. Uh, the headline today is Nick Hunley, not a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, other one. Hey, uh, also, Nick, if you're out there listening, I'm still waiting for your call. This is like 15 years later, but I'll still be best friends with <laughs> Anytime. We appreciate you, man, very much. Thanks, Thanks so much. Nick Hunley on our Premier Chevrolet at Carlsbad <laughs> fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet at Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Tell you what, Woods, I do agree with, with Nick Hunley. As much as I am for getting those calls right behind home plate, I've always thought that it's going to be weird, the ones that just catch a corner, the ones that even the – the catcher didn't think was a strike. The umpire didn't think it was a strike. The batter didn't think it was a strike. That will all of a sudden be called a strike on an automated system. I don't know that anyone's going to really enjoy that too much. I'll, I'll, I'll take it, man, because I think, you know, I, I, well, I think, I think so many quote-unquote easy calls are missed. I mean, bottom of the zone, top of the zone. That's I why think... I like the challenge system that they're going to be doing 50-50 in the minor yeah, leagues. Where that's okay. You know what? If no one thought it was a strike and no one says anything, then fine. Let's just keep moving and no one challenges it. But for those easy ones, exactly, the ones that the batter knows, that was two that inches outside. So down, yeah. And it was supposed to be ball four, and instead it's strike three, and the bases are loaded. You shouldn't be getting those ones wrong. There should be a way to get those correct. Those correct, especially with the technology available. Yeah, and, you know, the, the strike zone is different. It is. It's different on a short guy. It's different on a tall guy. It's different. Um, it feels different on a lefty. It feels different on a righty sometimes. It feel, feels different on where you stand. I mean, there's guys that stand so close to the plate that it doesn't look like a strike to the umpire. So there's a million ways to, to cheat the system. And, and I don't mean cheat. I mean job the system. But you just want to get it right. You want the majority of them to get right, man, so we can keep the game Keep the game moving. All right. It sounds like uh, we got one of our favorites, Brett Boone, going to be stopping by. We're also going to give away some uh, Padres spring training t- tickets coming up, a chance to win a trip to Peoria. All next on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.